0: Good morning, church. I apologize for our earlier technical difficulties with the um, with the video recording that we usually send out on social media. So I wanted to record this message and at least post the audio version, and that way you can still receive today's message. So today we are also going to do communion. So if you want to gather your own elements, your crackers or your bread, and then your juice... At the end of this message, we will have communion together. So as we prepare to dive into worship today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Lord, help us to hear this morning as we dive into Paul's words to the Corinthians. May we reevaluate how we live our lives according to 1 Corinthians and we ask that you give us new eyes to see those around us. Give us new ears to hear as you teach us how to love one another. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. Amen. So today's scripture, we are in 1 Corinthians 13. And we're going to start with verse 1. Now in my Bible, the header for this is the way of love. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 1, it says, "If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not loved, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic power and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I have nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver my body up to be burned, but I have not loved, I gain nothing. For love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings. But rejoices with the truth. Love bears all, believes all, hopes all things, and endures all things. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear gracious Lord, we call ourselves Christians. We say we truly believe in the power of heaven on earth. Lord, Help us to stand in that power found in the name of Jesus. Help the moments of our unbelief. Help us to stand in the spiritual battles of today. Help us to run the race, to fight the good fight, while keeping our hearts grounded in your love for all of your creation. Amen. So let's look at a little bit of historical information here first. So during ancient times, people often made mirrors out of bronze. And the bronze of Corinth was especially famous. It was considered probably one of the purest, best forms of bronze to work with. And it was the best bronze of the ancient Mediterranean world. Some Corinthian bronze had actually been imported to Jerusalem to be used in the temples. The best of ancient mirrors provided only an imperfect reflection. So this led some philosophers to use the analogy of an imperfect mirror to depict man's imperfect attempts to understand the deities of their time. So Paul apparently also used that analogy when he was speaking to the Corinthians, noted in 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. So the, the present, the, the partial state of knowledge that we have of God, it basically compares to seeing in a mirror that is very dim. It's distorted. See, this is actually in contrast of the full knowledge of God. And that will happen when the return of Christ occurs. That is when we'll no longer need a mirror because we will see God face to face when we look on the face of Christ. So during Jewish traditions, likewise, there was a, there was a contrast of Moses' face-to-face revelation with God and, and the revelation of the partial revelation, that is, that the prophets saw. Because Moses had the face-to-face with God. It even talks about Moses glowing and he had to cover his face after being face to face with God. But the prophets only had bits and pieces, only the knowledge that God gave them at the time. Because God's time is perfect, not our timing. And so these these can be seen in scriptures like Numbers 12, 8 and Deuteronomy 34, 10. This is where it talks about that face to face revelation and the partial revelations that prophets had. So, during this time, God's people, they were receiving their spiritual gifts, and this was to partly reveal God within creation. These gifts will not be necessary when Christ returns. But for now, God gives each of us, just like those during the time of Paul's writing, he gives us each a glimpse into his kingdom But through these spiritual gifts, it's like looking at a dim mirror reflection. Do you remember the old mirrors? I shared this morning in church that I love antique shopping. Now, I can't afford the antiques, but I love antique shopping. One of my favorite things is to find the old mirrors. And do you remember looking at old mirrors and the edges may be foggy or they get distorted over time? You know, to be honest, this is what sin does to our vision. Sin creates a fog that distorts our our perspective of how we see all of God's creation, including ourselves. But Paul anticipated he would know God directly. And one day when he is called to heaven, he knew that he would know God directly. And so this... This expectation influenced how he saw spiritual gifts. Now gifts for the Corinthians, what they valued was completely different. They valued so highly what they could have in this lifetime. And see, that represents the reflection of a dim mirror because too often we grasp a hold of what we can have right now. And as the saying goes, you can't take it with you. So if we're trying to grasp something right now, material stuff that we can't take with you and can't take with me, then technically right now, we're an empty vessel because there's an absence of love in our hearts and our lives. Now, when Paul was having this encounter with the the Corinthians, this was approximately around... 49 to 100 A.D. And they've dated this based on writings of others. But Paul was writing to the Corinthians to enlighten them on the preeminence of love. So what exactly is Paul saying here? Well, basically, Paul is answering a question that Tina Turner sang about. What's love got to do with it? Well, technically, love's got everything to do with it. Love is not only the one thing that stands above all else, but it is the ingredient that makes everything effective. It is the flower base of our spiritual cake. So if love is missing, and I mean the love in which we want to see every other person and their situations bettered in this life, then If love is missing, it does matter. Everything in the present time matters. So in Paul's letter, he's basically saying this. He's saying a couple things, we're gonna start. Number one, it is possible to say all of the right things, but love be absent. Meaning, love is the one thing that makes the right thing hearable. I tell people in recovery, When you're getting ready to make your amends, you need to pray for God to give you the words. But you also need to pray for God to prepare their hearts. Because if God gives you the words and prepares their heart to hear the words, then the hardest truth will be received and there will not be a a hurt or a wound or harshness. The content of what we say matters But the heart in which we say it determines how effective our words can be. So the second thing, it is possible to have faith that is powerful enough to move mountains. But love is the only thing that makes our life influential. Faith that is absent from love hollows a person out. They are nothing without love, simply an empty vessel. So the third thing, it is possible to go through the right motions, even to the extent of being a martyr for the cause. But without love, there is nothing gained and nothing will come out of it. Nothing. There's nothing for ourselves, nothing for others. We've achieved nothing. We can even say that love is the only thing that makes a difference in a life. So the last thing, if love for others is not the focus, then we are walking in self-pride because our focus is on our own personal gain on this earth. So before we go into our time of communion, I want to leave you with this thought. If if we are looking at our focus, our drive, our purpose, of who we are to live out each day, then it is not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. But it is about caring for all of creation while calling on the name of Jesus to strengthen us and empower us in this spiritual battle. You see, the enemy tries to distract us by putting our focus on earthly things. But friends, we are in a spiritual battle We are above the earth. And I don't mean that in a boastful way. I mean we are called to be kingdom beings, kingdom caregivers. We're not to be of this world. We are simply passing through. And I know you've heard that a million times. But don't let the enemy shackle you to this earth by being consumed with material items. So before we go into communion, I just want to pray us out of this part of the message. Lord, help us to walk in your light. Help us to love as you loved us. Lord, if there's anyone here who has not received you as their redeemer and their savior, I pray that their hearts are open to you and you flood their hearts. May their lives overflow with agape from you and for all of your creation. Lord, we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son and all God's children said, Amen. So as we prepare to enter a time in the presence of the Lord through receiving communion together, let us remember that there was a, a great amount of love that was put on display and poured out at Calvary for each of us. So if you have your elements in front of you, let me pray over the elements. Dear God, today we gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ to remember the extraordinary sacrifice that you made when you sent Jesus, your beloved Son, to be with us. We thank you for his legacy of his words and his action in obedience to suffering on the cross. Lord, we come to you now and we ask for forgiveness for our thoughts and our words and our deeds that have not honored your name. We are always, always tempted to be selfish. And God, we truly are sorry for the times that we chose to live selfish rather than heed your calling. God, we invite you to inhabit our hearts now as we prepare to take communion. As we share in this meal, God, we just ask that you bind us together as one family filled with your love. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and all the work that your grace has done in each of our lives. Amen. So as you take your bread or your cracker, remember this is the body of Christ that was given for you. It wasn't taken. It was given. And it was broken for you. And as you take the juice, remember that this represents the blood of Christ poured out to wash each of us clean of our sin debts so that we could come into the presence of God. We can have that continuing prayer communication with God. So take your bread, take your juice to consume your communion. And now let me close our communion time with prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you for this heavenly banquet that you have freely given to us. Thank you that we carry you in our hearts and may our hearts be filled with richness of eternal goodness because of your presence. May we pour it out everywhere we go, be a light in the darkness as we speak your truth. May we speak out in words of hope where there are situations of desperation. God, sometimes we're tired, but your unconditional love will carry us and provide for us. God, send us now in the power and strength of your Holy Spirit. May we live to be all that you have created us to be as we want to be your hands and feet in this hurting world. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your son. Amen. I hope you today you enjoyed today's message. Uh, if you have prayer requests, please leave them in the comments. You can also send us a message through Facebook. And as soon as I get the notification, I will reply to you. But now as we close this worship time. Receive this benediction. May the strength of God sustain you. May the power of God preserve you. May the hands of God protect you. And may the ways of God direct you. May the love of God go with you everywhere you go. Amen. So remember, until next week, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Until next time, much agape, everybody.